right, hello everyone. Welcome to We Were Gamers, episode 348. And I am here with my esteemed colleague, Michael. Hey everybody. We're here today answering the question, what happens to a tripod when you remove one of the legs? Yeah, we send one of the legs out on assignment and who knows if you and I are going to fall over, but we're going to give this the old college try and we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, hello. Uh, we were out the other week and uh, made a good time of that. And uh, now we're back. Uh, however, missing one of our crew. Not uh, to be too worried, though, because quite a number of things have happened uh at least between you and I, I suspect. So I think we'll have a good amount of stuff to talk about here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think really do, do we always start these with food? I feel like we do, right? We frequently start these with food. There was a while there where we were starting off with food pretty much every week. I feel like food is the right place to start. So let's start with food. Um, I want to get your opinion on a food thing that I was involved in this past weekend. Okay. Uh, my wife and I, uh, have this little local winery that we're uh, members at. This, yeah. this, this is like an urban winery. This place has like a tasting room in the middle of San Diego somewhere. They source their grapes from like way east county. So it's like local, but not like, you know, uh, Dulzura is the name of the area where they're sourcing the grapes from. If you even know where that is, I don't I know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know that I do either. <laughs> to be fully, fully fair. Um, but, you know, hey, yeah. Give them a uh, shout out anyway. Yeah, we try. Uh, so anyway, we like that place. Um, and every now and then they do like fun little events. And they had one this past weekend, which was Chinese food and wine pairing lunch. Huh. Okay. So it was, you know, they're they're kind of a, uh, you know, they, they aren't typically open like all dinner hours or they usually they're it's a tasting room. They don't really have a kitchen or anything. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be a catered thing. And their weekend nights are the most busy time for them usually. So I can see why they wouldn't want to do it then. And this past weekend, I don't know if this was the case by you guys. It was a literal downpour. Oh, yeah. Uh, the entire day. So it. So it worked out that they were going to do a thing that was inside and catered. Um, yeah. So I had never thought of the idea of pairing Chinese food and wine before. And uh, so we're like, yeah, hey, let's give it a try. Tickets were relatively cheap with the like points that we had uh, through them. Uh, so the other thing that I like uh, through them is that their wine club membership is just like, we put money on a tab for you. You just come in and spend it. <laughs> like... That's a good way to do it. We're not going to make you buy bottles every month or whatever. You just come in and spend money and then get whatever you want. You know, you could spend it on drinks, which obviously you would, but also, you know, buy bottles or don't come for two months and then come back and like have a whole, bring a whole group of people or whatever if you want. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so we were like, ah, we got a little money on the account. Let's use it on these, t these things and let let's go. We'll see how it goes. And they made a big point in the email because, like, a lot of their stuff is kind of like, oh, we just sort of, like, set up a thing and then you can, like, come throughout the time and just try each of the courses or whatever, right? Like, they have, like, a buffet table and you just do one of each. Okay, yeah. Um, but they were, like, a big deal this time. It's seated. It's going to be plated. Everyone has to be here at a certain time. Like, we're we're not messing around. You can't just, like, show up late. We're just going to, like, you know, not have your miss courses or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh. And so we're like, okay, we've got to make sure we're out there like on time. You know, it's starting at 11. It's like an early lunch. Okay. 
we get there and the caterer is now the one who's late. <laughs> oh, that's not great. Not optimal, certainly. Uh, and so we get there and, you know, the, the caterer is like, you know, 30, 35 minutes late or whatever. They're talking to the people. So it's not like they're like, you know, it's not like they're like cut out or whatever. But the caterer is just like, look, we're running behind. Like one of the dishes didn't turn out. So we had to do something different and like yada, yada, yada. But they're like, you know, 30 minutes out, you know, we'll be there then. And so the guy's like, all right, well, everyone bonus wine course, <laughs> you know, like, hey. what are you going to do? Right. Like, so they just like gave everyone an extra pour of something and let everyone sit around and, and visit for a while. Uh, but the caterer shows up. And so it's this, Chi so it's a Chinese food and these uh, different wines. This place likes a lot of sparkling. So they have a lot of sparkling whites and rosé. Uh, and then the red was a flat. So not non-sparkling wine. Okay. Um, but the courses, I'm curious on uh, your takes on these. Uh, for the first course, I believe we had a... No, wait, what was the one before the soup? I know there was one before the soup. We liked it. I forgot. Dang. Okay, so I already forgot the, <laughs> I forgot the one before the soup. I know we uh -huh. liked it. Uh, the soup course was like a... Um, like a, a egg drop or you know egg, uh, egg flour soup. Okay. Yeah. Um, very classic Chinese course, and it went with this like dry sparkling white that was really good. Actually, like a surprisingly good pairing. Uh, the course after that was egg foo young. Uh huh. Which is uh, effectively uh, for folks who are not aware of the uh, like Chinese food of an egg foo young. It's like an omelet basically. Okay. <laughs> Chinese omelet uh, with all kinds of like stuff mixed in green onions and maybe mushrooms. And I don't, I don't know what else is in there. Yeah. Also uh, a very, a very classic dish. Yes, totally. And this was served over rice. And I guess the caterer said like the egg foo young had not turned out the way she expected. Uh, it was like, I don't know the, it, I'm not clear what had happened to the egg foo young, but it didn't turn out. Uh, and so she had to cook it again, which is why they were late. Ah, uh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. After that course was, what was the pairing with the egg foo young? Oh yeah. So the pairing with the egg foo young was a, another white wine. This was a still white that they call, uh, the name of it is uncharted, but I'm trying to remember the grape varietal. I want to say it's like Viognier Riesling blend, something like that. Okay. Uh, no. On the on the sweeter side, but still not like super sweet. The the course that I can't remember the first course was a very sweet, sparkling white. Um, so we sort of have gone from sweet to less sweet here. Interesting uh, on the on the scale. Uh, and then the final dish came in those uh, classic like to go Chinese containers. You know the like yeah. red ones with the lettering on the side. Mm. Yeah. And inside it was noodles and on top of that spicy Mongolian beef. And that Not paired w with a red Sangiovese. Okay. Which was great. <laughs> that Mongolian beef recipe, I don't know what they did. Uh, it was awesome. I, the, like, we, we were talking to the chef afterwards and we we're like, oh, we really like this Mongolian beef. She's like, oh, thank you. You know, like I was, 
I have like a you know a standard Mongolian beef one, but they said they wanted it a little spicier. So like I did some stuff and like she's like I think it turned out like PF Chang's. I think that's kind of bad, but like <laughs> she's she's like I don't know. I haven't been to PF Chang's in a long time, but someone told me that, and we were like, well, I don't know. We liked it. <laughs> like we demolished it. It was awesome. Say, Is um, this good? Maybe I need to go back to PF Chang's. Right? Maybe I don't know. Uh, and then they had a final course, which was a small pouring of a. Um, fortified wine that they make, like a desserty type wine, okay. with the fortune cookie. Hey, yep. There and th- and that was actually maybe secretly the best pairing because the fortified wine had like these kinds of almondy kind of flavors, which were like a perfect match for a fortune cookie. Surprisingly, like totally took me by surprise. I was like, oh my gosh, this does kind of taste like a fortune cookie, or like you know, that. you could get fortune cookie notes from it. Yeah. Which is never something I think I've ever said before about a wine. <laughs> so it's so funny that you that you did this. We uh, we just recently have been watching a um, a new reality show, a reality ish show on uh, on the Food Network called House of Fang. I don't oh, know if you've heard anything about this. I think I think my wife watches this one. I yeah, think. so the um, one of the most famous and longest-standing Chinese restaurants in San Francisco is the House of Nanking, um, and it's been run by the same guy for thirty-something years now. Um, and he and his daughter uh, several years ago opened up a second restaurant called Fang, and so they they started making this reality show about her you know, trying to step out of his shadow a little bit, be recognized as a, you know, a successful chef in her own right. And they just did an episode where she got asked to host a, to, to prepare the food portion for a wine pairing dinner in Napa. Oh, interesting. She talked a lot in the episode about how Chinese food is is has traditionally been viewed as a food that just isn't paired with wine for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, And so she went into it with the mindset of um, trying to change the perception of the people who are at the pairing dinner about the ability to pair um, Chinese food with wine. That's so interesting. I'll have to see if that episode is still something I can watch because I'm, I'm very curious about what like a professional chef thought about it. Yeah, so she went the route of of making you know very upscale dishes, given the given the setting. But yeah, I mean, look. The, also, to be clear, like uh, probably wines coming out of Napa were better than the stuff we were having in the <laughs> like small tasting room in a strip mall uh, in San Diego. But uh, that's cool. I have never thought of that before. But yeah, like I said, it, the idea was so intriguing to my wife and I. We're like, oh, that's. Something I never would have thought of. We got time that day. Let's give it a try, right? Try. Yeah. What about you? Have you been up to anything cool? Uh, mostly just avoiding the rain. Mm. You know, um, some. I don't know if you were following the the weather around around us. So Um, I saw some crazy stuff, but that was a little north of you guys. I thought. Yeah. So up in LA, places that never see snow were getting snow. They were getting hail, like enough to to coat the ground. I saw Ventura got a blizzard warning, which is insane. Yeah. That's just crazy. 
Yeah. Um, uh, at least one of the, I guess the nearest, the nearest ski resort got something like 93 inches of snow. So, okay. So you were looking at mountain high when you saw that? Yes. Okay. I wonder what they got at big bear. I'd have to go. Uh, uh, I don't know an exact number, but I know it was a lot. I had a coworker who, uh, who managed, they managed to get up there over the weekend to go skiing. Nice. I know I had, um, some friends talking about going to mammoth. Uh, <laughs> they had gone to mammoth over president's day and then we're like, we screwed up. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> We have to go back. <laughs> like we, we made a mistake, like take time off work. Let's go. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but I assume that they're also drowning in snow up there. Yeah. So it's good, you so, know, trying to try and lessen the drought a little bit this year. Man, I just wish they would, you know, I keep telling this to people about this too. It's like, could we just like spread this rain out though, instead of having it like all over two days, could we just like <laughs> take it and make it over a week, you know, like a little bit of rain every day instead of like two days, 24 hours of like nonstop deluge. Yeah. There were lots of reports of places getting their yearly rainfall totals in the last four days. Yeah. I just worry about, you know, like this is a climate thing in california but like the ground gets so dry and so hard that like i worry it's not going to absorb this water like it should you know and it's just going to run off and then we're just going to lose it all yep but yeah, maybe uh, maybe the second day that stops becoming a problem because the ground is saturated again i don't know any climate fun? yep climate any fun food stories over there or are you we ready to move on uh no i'm looking forward to we we just uh today found the uh the menu for this year's disneyland food and wine festival oh hey cool yeah so there's uh there's some definite good sounding stuff on the on the menu this year so we're looking forward to going to that this year it's it's always a good time yeah we should try and make it up again this year that'd be fun yeah if you guys come up let what us time of year is it uh it is summer no, it uh, it starts this weekend. Oh, okay, soon. Yeah, so March third through April twenty fifth. Okay, so like through end of April. Mm. Okay, I'll talk with her about it. We'll see. I don't know. That's soon now. All of a sudden. Um. All right. Well, that's not a problem. That's. Oh man, I had so much fun last time he went. Though I would love to go. Mm. All right. You know, uh, this brings me back around to other stuff that we've been doing over here. Uh, we tried to buy some baseball tickets the other day. Okay. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's starting to be that time of year. I don't know. This probably isn't a problem. Uh, for I, I don't know. Are you? What, what team are you a fan of these days, Michael? Uh, are you I, a fan? I am and have always been a fan of the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta? Okay. So it's probably less of a problem for you figuring out, like, when it, you only have like two choices when Atlanta comes out here, it's like there's going to be only a couple of dates, right? Yep. They play the, they play in LA once a year and they play in San Diego once a year. Yeah. So th that probably lessens your choices there, uh, pretty significantly. Uh, but in San Diego this year, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, or you're following what's happening in the baseball, the baseballs, the Dodgers have always been very popular the last several years, uh, and very good to be clear. Uh, yes. San Diego is now spent a large amount of money on several players uh, and is projected to therefore also be good. 
uh, which means them ticket prices are going up. Uh-huh. And as a consequence, like a bunch of games are already sold out. This is like the season hasn't started and games are sold out. That is wild. Yeah, it uh, it happens in years when teams so teams teams do this in a lot of sports, right? But baseball, baseball in particular, they they spend several years because of the minor league system in baseball. Teams spend several years like bringing up young talent and it tends to happen in waves. So when the young talent all starts to like hit their stride together, teams will go out and make purchases to fill in the holes to try and make a run because yeah. that's, you know, you have your window and that window is like maybe two seasons, right? Two or three seasons before the big contracts get too much to handle. Right. Exactly. And if you can't, if you don't make a run at the world series in that window, then, you know, the wave recedes and you're, you're starting over again. And, you know, San Diego did quite well last year, uh, got bumped out, I think, by the Dodgers in the end, right? Yes. Uh, I remember we beat them that one game with the duck. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the, LF, the LF goose. I think it was like L- LFGOSE. That was what people that was were saying. Called it. <laughs> yeah, I saw people with shirts like that, and they had pictures of the goose and stuff. Anyway, um, very silly. Uh, event from last year's playoffs anyway but like they're projected to be quite good again this year and so as a consequence you know a bunch of ticket sales have gone crazy so we were trying to buy some tickets today uh earlier sorry not today but like earlier this week and the website like Ticketmaster is the worst (laughs) i think that's like i think you can just say right yes purchasing tickets is such a hassle why is it such a pain it's like oh, because we... they're they're the only game in town. Who else are you gonna buy from, right? God, they've they've I know. essentially cornered the market. I mean, it's not even essentially; they have actually, right? And yeah. it's just the oh my god, it's so awful. It's like okay, oh, this is like Peanuts giveaway day. My wife is like a big Peanuts fan. Oh, cool, we should go for this game, right? They're playing. I don't know who Chicago or someone, someone that a team that isn't good, which is important to note. Yes, uh, because that's why tickets were still available. <laughs> <laughs> If we wanted to go see them play the Dodgers, uh, yeah, there are some seats available, but like we wanted to go with their parents and stuff, and then that's not going to be an option because now we need like four tickets, and they're all going to be $200 for the worst seat in the house, you know? Yeah, good luck with that. And also, there aren't four together anywhere in the stadium anymore for that game, right? Uh, You know, versus Chicago is not very good, and so here we go. We can get some seats uh, on the Peanuts giveaway day. So great. We want to get two of the with the Peanuts thing because, by the way, those... The like bobblehead and stuff is an extra charge now. If people didn't know that, you can't just buy tickets to a baseball game and like get a free thing when you walk in the door. You pay extra money to get the free thing when you walk in the door. <laughs> like yeah, pretty much. You're paying twenty bucks or whatever it is for the giveaway, effectively. Uh, or you can not do that, right, and buy the tickets without that and save twenty dollars, but then you don't get the little bobblehead or whatever it is. So we're like, okay, we want to get two with and two without. And Ticketmaster is like, no, <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Will not allow this transaction to go through. Denied. <laughs> like, okay. So we're like, we'll buy two with over here in this transaction. Then we'll come back and do another transaction of two without. We'll just buy the two seats next to it. And it's like, there's quite a few seats. It's not going to be a big deal. Sure. And so we do that. And then it's like, credit card denied. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
So we end up having to buy two seats on my card and then two seats on my wife's card, even though it's like the same thing. Like, why are you being like this? Anyway, God, I hate that system so much. Just dude. Take my money. And I'm trying to give you the money. Like this, like, ah, what a hassle, man. I hear you. But if we're, uh, if we're griping about baseball, it took me exactly one game into not even the regular season, into the preseason this year to already dislike one of the rule changes. Uh, to make folks aware, there have been several changes this year to the baseball rules. Uh, who knows what the effects of all of them are going to be, but I know the one you're about to talk about, and we got to get into this. This is crazy. Yeah, so the powers that be in the last several seasons have been doing what they can to make baseball, quote-unquote, better. Yeah, that's and a, that's a scare to... quote better, by the way, putting air yes. quotes, better, quote-unquote. One of the ways that they have decided that they want to achieve this is to shorten up baseball games. So anyone who has been following might remember that one of the more controversial changes that they made was that in extra innings, teams were going to start with a man on second base when they came up to bat. Right. And they started this during COVID, right? And people were like, this is dumb. And then they're like, oh, we'll just get rid of it after COVID. It's okay, guys. And this was the year it was supposed to expire. And then they were like, just kidding, by the way, we're keeping this forever. Get bent. Yeah. Which seems pretty much right on brand for them. Yeah. I I really dislike this change. And I remember, I feel like we talked about this before with Andy, but it's it's stupid. Just get a hit and get on base. Like, it's not that hard. Like, I don't. Yeah. Come on, I want to see I want to see games go, you know, 19 innings until two in the morning and all of the fans who stayed get uh, season tickets for the rest of the season. Yeah, they they won't do that. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but that is cool. <laughs> well, the Mets, the Mets did that a couple of seasons ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had a game run super late into the into the night and the few people who stuck it out were gifted uh, season tickets. I mean, the Mets have been historically terrible until like last I, I year mean, they're hurting. yeah they're hurting for attendance most years yeah so i mean i guess that made sense and then i suspect if they did that now though that wouldn't be happening no uh, that's cool though so uh although i don't think that was the rule that impacted you right it, it was not not this year so one of the new rules for this year has to do with putting a clock on the batters and the so, pitchers right it's a it's a pitch yes. clock so there's a there's a pitch clock, but in addition to the pitch clock, there is also a batter's clock. Um, so anyone who who wants the analogy, you can think of it like the dot clock in basketball or like the, the play clock in football. Um, the idea being that you can't just take forever um, before. Which, so the idea, right? You can see where this idea comes. I'm going to devil's advocate here for a little bit. Sure. You see where this idea comes from, right? Because if you've seen a baseball game recently, you just see what happens every single at bat, right? The bat, the batter comes up, adjusts his gloves, checks his you know swing, steps out and leans back, does another test swing, adjusts his gloves again, and then like taps seven times on the plate, and now is ready to go. And it's been a minute and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you understand the rationale behind where they're coming from. Like we want to speed these guys up a little bit. Right. So I, I'm sympathetic to this argument, yes. but I'm going to assume like all uh, 
things where th that come from above in a bad way like this, this was not implemented well in practice. The devil's in the details, JJ. Yeah. So what happened? So it's uh, Atlanta is playing the Red Sox. First game of the postseason. Um, preseason. Preseason. Sorry, preseason. First game of the preseason. The game is tied after nine innings. So great. Extra baseball right off the bat. Nice. It's spring training, so, so it's kind of like whatever, but like it's still cool. Yeah. So 10th inning, Atlanta loads up the bases, has a guy on, uh, has a guy up to bat, chance to win the game in a walk-off. Uh, gets gets uh, into a two-strike count, um, but is still at bat. And then with two strikes, gets called for a batter's clock violation, which comes with a penalty of an automatic strike. Game over. Oh, no. The game ends on a quote-unquote strikeout because the batter took too long? Yes, or as I saw it called in several memes, a clock off. <laughs> clock off! <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the the joke name is great, but I was still angry. I I would be furious. Did this batter then like try to like throw hands at the umpire? <laughs> he was he was just in complete disbelief. I. What does that call look like? Does the umpire just like shout strike three and the batter's like, what? Yeah, I, he calls him for a, he calls him for a clock violation and then, yeah, rings him up and. Wow. Goes home. Wow. Oh, my God. That would so, be infuriating. We we talked about it after the Super Bowl. You know, don't let the refs decide a game with a call. But yeah, here we I go mean, in baseball doing the same thing. That is true, right? Like, what if you just instead won the baseball game before this, right? So that we didn't have to be in this situation. You don't even play the bottom of the ninth if you're winning, right? Yep. It's literally something that's never been said about baseball before, right? It's like, you should have just won earlier in the baseball game. It's not usually a thing that gets applied to baseball, like that kind yeah. of thinking. Baseball just kind of goes on and it ends whenever someone winds up ahead at the end. Yeah. I, oh, man, that sucks so bad. <laughs> what? Because uh, I want them to cut down on that nonsense where the players are like, after every swing, readjusting their gloves and checking their the tapping seven corners and like, you know, grabbing their crotch and moving the gloves a third time and adjusting the seven things on their arm and their leg. There has to be a better way than like ruining a game by just calling someone out in the bottom of the ninth. What are you doing? It was, uh, it was <laughs> a thing. Yeah. So like, it, not to dismiss your pain. I feel it. That's, because it's going to come for everyone. That's the thing. Like, because this is a new rule, it's going to get people a bunch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people are going to be, you know, the the moment's going to get to them and they're going to forget about it. And you could just see, like, you know, maybe like play, you know, look, they're professional athletes. I'm sure they'll be able to adjust. But also, like, that adjustment period is going to be really bad when they get, like, really honed in or, like, really, you know, focused on a certain thing. And then they forget and they like adjust out of the box one extra time too many or they take just like, you know, 10 seconds longer than they ought have or whatever. And they just get immediately called out. Oh, that's going to be so painful. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, this was this was a moment. It was the bottom of the 10th base is loaded. Three two count. Yeah, that's like the worst optics. And like people will be like, oh, it's a preseason game. It doesn't count. Yes, that's true. But also like. <laughs> 
that is that's going to happen in the regular season now right like almost guaranteed there's so much baseball that gets played every year between all these teams like we're going to see it right oh yeah absolutely and i think you know it's it's an an especially bad look because it was the first day like yeah. if it were it's like literally the first game, game right middle like the, of just a, yeah it might have been the first game of the day um if it were if it had been buried in the middle of a preseason in a day game during the week sure you'd hear about it but it wouldn't have made the same splash man this is you know this is tripping off the starters block yeah it's like there's going to be some opening day game somewhere and some team is going to lose on the first day of the regular season because of this dumb stuff right yeah Oh so God. they'll you you hope that they'll adjust. Maybe they'll change the length of the of the clock a little bit. But woof. I think or like is there a way to penalize them better than just forcing a strike? I guess I don't know what you could do. Yeah, it seems like it, maybe you could warn them first, like give a team a warning. Yeah, and then be like, all right, from now on, if anyone messes up, like, now we're going to start doing this. Right, yeah. Like, you can't you know, do it per batter because then it's, like, just going to be everyone takes a free warning, right? Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd have to do it per team. It's like when, it's like when a pitcher throws behind a, a batter, right? They'll warn the benches on each side before they, they throw somebody out. Right. Unless they're just playing it. Unless the, whole, unless the fight happens the first time and then they just throw a bunch of people out anyway. Right, yeah. You're at a Dodgers-Giants game. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so there were some other silly rule changes this year. Did you see the size comparison between the bases? They made the bases larger. I, I saw someone post a joke size comparison between <laughs> like a regular size base and a massive, massive base. But so, yes, I did. So, you know, they, they, you know, they say, oh, we've only increased it by like one inch or something. Right. But it's like. Maybe it's like one inch on the diagonal or something. So it like looks significantly bigger. <laughs> like it might you, be on each side. Maybe. Yeah. You know, but like you sit the like nor the base from last year next to the base from this year and take a look at them next to each other. It's like, dude, that one is quite a bit bigger noticeably. Right. Yep. And it's like, well, is that going to really change a lot about the game? Giving like two inches <laughs> less running distance or something is that going to be the difference between the guy getting safe and the guy getting out maybe maybe a handful of times yeah over the course of the season exactly but, right like the yeah. very closest pickoff plays were going to be the ones that that affects somehow maybe yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm skeptical of that um but also <laughs> like those bases look huge too. It's, <laughs> it's like the players it's, look it's silly comic. Like the second baseman looks like he's like straddling a huge like thing now and you're like whoa uh, yeah this one this one i get in a you know the desire to avoid injuries and in close play so yeah the, the yeah first baseman can have his foot on the edge of the bag and the runner you know won't step on his leg or whatever step on his ankle yeah yeah I, I get that and that's really the dangerous one right because those plays at first base are very quick usually right they're whipping yeah. across yeah, I don't know. But they didn't adjust the size of home plate, right? It's only the three bases? I think so. I think home plate is the same size. So home plate is still the same small. Oh, home plate was always bigger anyway. But, like, it's funny to me that they changed the other bases. So they're like, 
kind of comically bigger and then home plate just stayed little small yeah. little home plate well, over no, here but but think of it this way imagine if they did try and increase the size of home plate what does oh, that do the, to the strikes them yeah the pitchers would lose their minds use, yeah yeah right. they use right. the the batters would lose their minds the pitchers would have a field day with it i i don't know i feel uh, <laughs> for some umpires it would make no difference whatsoever well, yeah the strikes them moves around however they feel like it uh, I used to follow this account online that would show, uh, like, scorecards for the umpires. Okay. Uh, and they used, like, MLB pitch data or whatever from one of their services to, like, show every pitch and where it is, like, in the front-facing view towards the the batter and the umpire and the, the catcher and, like, where the strike zone, you know, in theory should be. And then, like, you know, how often the umpire is calling stuff in and out and, like, which ways, right? So, like, you you eventually get, like, a cloud data plot of, like, okay. every ball that was pitched during the game and, like, what percentage of them were called strikes and which ones weren't and, like, where they were on the strike zone. And so you get this, like, cool picture of, like, okay, this umpire's tendency is, like, outside, down, but only in like these two zones and this other zone, not really. Or like this one is this one likes to call them inside more often and less on the outside edge. Like very interesting, huh? Like data visualization and then the like higher yeah. tendencies. Yeah, and so but the, crucially they did it by who was at home plate. So then you could go and say like, all right, you know, oh this one strike call right? Like this was egregiously like you know you'll see the cloud and then there's one that's like another inch over right and you're like this is egregiously bad <laughs> like this was called a ball or whatever and this was like very obviously like a blue dot in the center of the strike zone or this right. one is like way off to the side and they called it a strike right uh and then you can go and be like look at their historical data of like all their games right and like see the cloud of all their stuff they do like does this guy have a particular tendency versus the other guy on the crew versus the other guy that's like I'm sure there's some like MLB analytics person who's like has a job doing this for baseball teams so that they can tell the batters like, okay, this guy's umping tonight. Here's where he's going to call the strikes and where he's not. Right. But like, oh, yeah. Analytics, the analytics for baseball are, are off the chart these days. Yeah. I, I just thought it was cool that that data was available to me, the lay person. And I could be like, okay, who's playing the game tonight? Okay. It's this guy. He's going to be calling them like inside edge more frequently on right handed batters or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Is that account? St- Man, I wonder if that web. <laughs> I wonder if that thing still works. <laughs> I have to go <laughs> see if that's still a thing now that baseball season is going to be coming around again soon. Yeah. Well, how is uh, while we're talking about baseball, how is baseball going, JJ? Uh, huh. well, ha 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 ha. Funny you should ask that. Uh, it's not. Oh dear. Uh, they took at the beginning of February. Uh, they had a big vote, um, and the umpire that got chosen. So at the end of February, there was a big vote, and you could pick the umpire that was going to be, uh, I forget what the phrase they used was. Um, but in past seasons of baseball, in, in the like long past, there was always these phrases where like a rogue umpire would incinerate a player, right? And right, th- yeah, I remember this. And you thought that this meant like an umpire who has gone rogue, you know, a, a, out of line as incinerated a player. Well, this vote was for which umpire would, you know, be in charge. And it turned out that that meant 
what class of umpire. So there was a rogue class umpire as well as a mage class, a bard class, and I think a knight class. I think those were the four choices. It's like rogue, mage, bard, and knight, I think, were the the four choices. And I believe bard umpire won. Uh, And then afterwards, they immediately were like, you know what? Uh, We're going to (laughs) stop. This is not uh, working the way we thought it was going to. Their website had really had like a lot of trouble with the new season. Their interface was like better in some ways, but like way worse in others. They had said they were going to get mobile apps going, and they didn't do that. So I, I don't really know what their plan is. They say they've been working on stuff. They've been like taking feedback and like working on things. So hopefully, when they restart again here, um, you know, they say quote unquote soon, but who the heck knows what that means they'll kind of come out with the fully featured vision that they had hoped to, to do, right? Yep. Yeah, got to got to take a step back and retool a little bit sounds like. Yeah. So th- they took a huge break before this to like set up this whole new website and this whole new thing and it seems like it kind of didn't get off to the way they had hoped it would. So we'll see what happens here. Um I hope it's something cool, but yeah, unfortunately no baseball happening at the moment. That's uh, too bad. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't been playing that, but I can tell you what I have been playing. All right. Uh, and that's Here. a lot of Hitman. Uh, have you been playing the uh, the randomly generated Hitman still? Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I've gotten pretty good at several different maps. And in fact, there's one that I've learned on um, New York. It has it's like a big bank. Okay. And there's a huge vault in the bottom of the bank that you can rob for like tons of money. I have like a really good, clean, undetectable route into that vault, knock all the guards out. No one no one spots me. I can get all the money in there. It's like 10,000 Hitman bucks or whatever the the currency they use is, uh, sure, which sure. is like an awesome start to the campaign. So like I really like if I can get that New York map in like my first set of missions. Because then I just have tons of money that I can spend on weird guns and knives and weapons and stuff throughout the rest of the thing. Um, the problem is I've also identified there are several maps. I just don't know how to win. <laughs> I just like I suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, Colorado is really tough. I've found um, because that map, every single person like it takes place basically in like a militia camp. And every person there has like an assault rifle and if you are not in the right costume, like 10 people are just going to draw on you and start shooting and you are going to die for sure. Right. Like if you aren't shooting first, they are going to murder you pretty much. Right. Um, so I, that one has been super hard for me. Uh, I've really had a tough time with uh, Chongqing, China uh, for similar reasons. There's a lot of guards on those maps, but there's also a couple places on that map that are just really hard to get into without like having to kill a bunch of people or without having to follow like one very specific route that takes you to a very specific place, which may not be where your person is. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And that, that is very unfortunate. So it makes some of those runs really tough. Uh, if you get some of those really tough maps, uh, Marrakesh also is kind of tough. I've had a tough time there. Um, but I, I just, it's so fun being able to just load up and you get like a random set of objectives it's like, oh, you have to kill this guy with a thrown weapon and you can't take any damage and you have to hide the target body, right? And then trying to get it all done. Uh, you don't have to do all those things, right? If you just kill them and get out, that also is good enough. 
but right. like you that, at least complete the mission right um maybe i'm just getting too focused on like trying to do all the things and that's why i've never finished one <laughs> if well, i would just stop that and just like kill everyone and leave do, right yeah it is. is the the style point for doing the uh for doing whatever weird stuff they throw in your way I will say some of the like bonus objectives that you can take where it's like, oh, get this silent assassin rating, which is like the highest rating where like no one can see you and no one saw you and the target, no, like no one saw the target get killed and the target didn't see you and all this kind of stuff. Like all these like specific rules and stuff are really, really hard <laughs> on these because when you do the maps normally, the like specific targets you're looking to kill have like, you know, the, the, in the regular campaign mode of the game. Mm -hmm. they have like specific entourages and the maps are kind of built in these ways to let you into certain areas when you're dressed as certain people and to do certain things. Right. Okay. And, and yeah. it is technically possible to kill the, you know, the, you know, the people that built these things like tested everything, right. They know it's possible to do this, like in these like silent assassin runs or these suit only runs where you like don't ever change out of your starting costume. The problem okay. is like, that's for those specific targets they built in the campaign in this mode you could have a random dude standing in a crowd of seven other dudes. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're going to move around. Like, they make it possible to do this stuff, I think. Like, they're not going to pick an NPC that always stands at one table the entire time surrounded by people, right? But that doesn't get, mean that that NPC is going to go stand by themselves in the bathroom either, <laughs> right? Like, you know, they're going to wander around the level, and there may just be people everywhere in the level. <laughs> what are you going to do, Right. Yeah, you got to get creative. Yeah, and that's the stuff where it's like, oh, dang it, I saw them drink out of that glass. If I had brought poison with me, I could have poisoned that glass and they would just die and mm -hmm. no one would know it was me, right? Well, I didn't bring poison this time and I don't have any poison on this level. What do I do, <laughs> right? So, you know, and you end up, you know, and the, the stuff that goes wrong for me is I just get impatient eventually, right? It's like, okay, I've spent 30 minutes trying to figure out what to do here. I don't know. I've got this gun. I shoot him. I try to run away and you just get mowed down by guards. Actually, right? Like that's Leroy Jenkins. Do kind of. Yes, actually. Um, you know, it's bring a silenced gun and that helps, right? It's harder for them to track where you were, especially if you're farther away. And then like you can duck around corners and, you know, change costumes really quick, stuff like that to like get out of it. Yeah. But, oh God, it's so hard. <laughs> especially then as you go further in the campaign and it's not just like kill one guy, get out. It's like kill two guys, three guys, four guys you know, required targets, right? Mm -hmm. And then th that's not to say even with the showdowns, which are like the big confrontations after several of the smaller ones, you know, it's, it's, a, it's another map, but you don't just get targets. You only have one target, but you just have a bunch of suspects. You don't know which of these people is the target and you have to like oh. observe them and try to figure out, okay, you know, they give you a bunch of clues. It's like, oh, they have gray hair and a hat and a necklace and a tattoo, uh, okay. So then you have to like take out your little camera and like zoom in and look at them and be like, all right, like which, which trait do they have here? And they're helpful. And they put all the like traits and stuff along the side of the camera when you're zoomed in looking at them. Okay. So that they at least help you out. But like, this means you have to follow everyone around to see like what their thing is. Right. So it's like, oh, they're also a foodie, which means they like, like to take bites of like, you know, random food that's out. Well, you might have to follow them for like 10 minutes to find like before they like bother to go to a food place or whatever. Right. Or this person's dehydrated. Oh, okay. So they like to drink from a water bottle every so often. Okay. Well, like, where's the water bottle? You know, like they're on a beach, like there's no water here. Like what's the, 
you know, oh, they have to like walk halfway across the map. Did they find where they left a water bottle? Right. That kind of stuff. Um, And you start off with four suspects in the first one of these showdowns. The second one is six. And then the other ones get more. Right. I think there's, there's two more beyond that. And it just gets like, you know, progressively more and more annoying. And, you know, to be fair, some of them are easy. It's like, oh, they're wearing a hat. This person doesn't have a hat on. Check. Off. Right. Done. Don't have to look at this person anymore. Um, but you know, it might be, this person is down here in the underground laboratory, like super locked down with all these like, you know, guards and stuff around them. And you get all the way down there to look at them and they're not the guy. It's like, I just wasted 10 minutes getting here. (laughs) Good old fashioned stakeout. Yep. Pretty much. Um, but I am really enjoying the mode. It, It is just like that game has a very like slapstick kind of silly humor to it where you're like, okay, I'm going to take this banana and I'm going to set it down in their path and they're going to walk over it and fall down and drop the item that I want. That's a real thing you can do in that game. Hilarious every single time. <laughs> Level designed by Mario Kart. But I get to place the banana peel, right? <laughs> like, so good. Uh, but that's kind of all I've really been up to. Um, there is a new Yakuza game uh, out. I have not had a lot of chance to play it yet, so I'll probably get on that here in the next week or two. So maybe some more to talk about that in the future. Yeah. More uh, to come. Yeah, more to come. Uh, have you been playing anything, Michael? Just working on your COTC? Uh, yeah, mostly just working on my COTC. Um, you know, I followed the uh, today's tavern talk a little bit, kind of in the background while I was working. Um, so there's some uh, there's some good stuff coming up. Uh, we're getting more floors to the uh, to the first tower, mm-hmm. which uh, I think we all enjoyed as a as a new uh, a new mechanic that they added into the game. Yeah, uh, the towers have been pretty fun. I'm uh, I'm way into them. Yeah, the the puzzles of this new tower where you're you're having to redo uh, some of those battle tested fights, but in uh, in combinations of two and then three characters at the same time has been uh, has been a fun exercise in team building bro no one has good book attacks what do everyone yeah with books sucks like there's no multi-hit books it's horrible cyrus and elvis those are your those are your choices uh, varkin might have one as well oh maybe i should throw some some of these like many many nuts that i have laying around at varkin oh are they releasing a new story chapter too Yes. So we get um, Bestower of, oh, which one is it? Wealth. I'm looking at this. Wealth. Uh, okay. So Bestower of Wealth, Chapter 3, which the will conclusion. be the last. Yes. So they're starting the conclusions for the three Bestower chapters. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. That, man. And they're starting with Wealth, which is the one I like the best. Awesome. Yep. Well, and even more exciting after that, you know, we get we go back into a big chapter. So we get bestower of all. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a big uh, team up. Yep. Yeah. And I think I want to say that the um, the JP version just wrapped up the the bestower of all art. Hmm. And they teased that there's a uh, they tease that there's a new story arc coming. So they're they're planning more content. All right, that's pretty cool. I mean, the first the first all storyline was what like eight chapters or something. It was pretty long. Yeah, Master of All was eight chapters, and then like two or three epilogues on top of that. 
Oh, there's a lot for them to keep rolling out if they want. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm, mm, yeah, I have been liking those towers. I just really have been stuck on a couple of those fights. Just like I'm, my team is just not good for those EX fights, man. In the, um, the level 50 ones where you have to fight the three bosses. What is their names? Like, Oh yeah. You're, uh, so uh, greed and the wealth and, and the, yeah. Arminia and Tito's. Yeah, I just don't have the right setup for one of, for those, man. I just don't know. Well, it's hard too because I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I took a look at my roster because I still have two of those left myself, and my characters skew really heavily towards one of the three alignments. Yeah, yeah. mine is the first one. I just don't have people that are going to allow me to do it. Like the, I think it's. I forget would I have a team like if they would let me skip EX one and go to EX two, like I have the team for that one and the one after that one I think, or yep. at least I think I have teams for it. But like uh, the first can, one I don't. You can jump around. Can you? Can I skip you EX one? Yes, you don't have to do those EX fights in order. Oh man! So I think I did. I did four and then one, and I still have two and three to do. I should try that. I think that would be a smarter plan for me because I just yeah. don't have the people of, is it wealth? I think I just don't have the right team there. Yes. Yeah. So start with, I'd say start with four because that's the one that says beat it with all five stars, which you're going to do anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I have enough five stars to probably fill a team of all three flavors or close anyway, not on wealth, but I think I have enough on the other two. Mm hmm. Will that team be any good? Eh, questionable, but I definitely have a team, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good show for the folks here. Uh, if they want to catch up with us and uh, let us know about their teams in COTC or what they don't like about the baseball rules, where can they hit? Uh, they can send us an email to podcast at weweregamers.com. We'll, uh, I think, I feel like we're due for a, an email episode sometime soon. So get your questions in and we will, uh, respond to, to our favorites. Yeah, definitely. And if you're, uh, following us out there on your podcast platform of choice, just give us those ratings, you know, give us those like, like five stars. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. And you can also find us on, uh, Facebook, on our Instagram, we were gamers, uh, you can also and should go to youtube.com slash at we were gamers. I think I got that right. Yep. Uh, and check out the uh, the great job that Andy does putting our video content together. Yeah, people should check that out. It is uh, more than you expect. Uh, and some of those pods, uh, probably not this one, but some others uh, go up with cameras. Uh, I know the last carbon scoring went up. There was a like a whole like a video portion to that. So people should check that out. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, this will be the <laughs> the first and only time that someone is going to get clock offed in baseball. <laughs> but I just now I'm that I know not, that name, <laughs> I'm not going to put money on it. Yeah. <laughs>